Hello, listeners. I'm Russ Shaw, your host. This is Season 6, Episode 35, Coffee with My Ghost Friend. Kicking it off with a little Billie Eilish cover by The Interrupters. White shirt, now red, my blood, and no sleeping. You're on your tippy toes, creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Oh, yeah, I'm the bad guy. Uh, it's a title that I, uh, I resonate with. <laughs> Doing the show here! The Halloween Saints Day Reformation Day show! Sitting in traffic! Uh, haven't had much time to get in the studio lately, so... Yeah, man, staring at taillights in the uh, busy Seattle traffic... Sounds like a brilliant time to do a podcast. To put a podcast up. Sit here on the microphone and record a show. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Hey, I'm up to 20 miles an hour now. Passing a speed limit sign that says 60. That's right. Uh, On the show today, yeah man, bad guy. I I relate, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who who had some issues with addiction in the past. Um, I have an arrest record, you know, that's part of my story. And then going into recovery, getting off the dope, uh, alcohol recovery, amphetamines, all right, seeing some uh, freedom from my chemical romances, having some behavioral addictions that uh, I was dealing with and then getting involved in in church right and going back to church and like oh, seeing a counselor and reluctantly right embracing my faith I'm a man of faith I'm not so keen on religion not a big fan but uh, yeah faith is, is a thing for me and you know, the dichotomy between those two things has maybe stirred up some controversy in my life and with what I do here, but uh, I'm okay with that. So, uh, again, the bad guy thing being attached to me in the theological realm now, right? Like, I'm not... There was a time where I kind of cared about how the Christian kind of machine... I don't know. That's maybe a mean way to say it. Uh, the, 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 the Christian zeitgeist in my country and as well as Canada, maybe, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, the the UK, uh, Australia, all the emails and listeners I've had from those areas, you know, trying to kind of be someone who you can relate to from those streams and it's not that I'm not trying to be relatable, but I'm, I've got to speak the truth or, or my truth or, you know, my experience with these things theologically, psychologically. Um, and, and that's made me a bit of a bad guy in that realm as well, because I don't care that much about my reputation. I've never seen this thing as a way to, like, make money or have a career. I mean, I think I did in the early days. I thought that, you know, something like 
sexually compulsive behavior, right? Like that's out of control. Like like having an impulse control issue with sexual things, what the church would classify as sexual sin, right? To use those words. I thought that that, that people would be hungry and thirsty for some kind of freedom from that. Um, and, and when I started talking about it, I was brushing up against the, you know, the pillars, right? Or the structure, uh, the system known as kind of, you know, American evangelicalism. And so, and so with that crowd, now I, I feel like, am I, am I the bad guy with those folks as well? Duh. Okay, all right. And that attitude there is exactly why I'm, I'm doing this show here. Does that sound cocky? I don't know, playing that song and, and talking about my, my uh, issues with the uh, institutional church in my country. Um, it, that's, that's why I had coffee with my friend. And my friend Leo, all right, Leo we, passed away in 2016. I had a dream about Leo that I want to talk about here on the show. Do I literally believe it's Leo? Like he, you know, God, hey, tapped him on the shoulder and say, hey, you need to go down there and talk to Russ. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm a mystic, right? So, these memories that I have of Leo that are in my mind, is, do the people we love stay alive? Do we keep them alive through through the impact that they had on us in our lives and in our you know as our stories intersected um yeah i don't know so but this was a strange dream and it actually had me um reevaluating my attitude the way i may come off on this show uh, also, I did end up having uh, lunch with my friend Dan. So that the past episode that you heard, yeah, I just put it up a, a day or two ago. But it's um, it's old. Like I cut it. I it was like two or three hours. I don't know. I cut it down and divided it up, and <sighs> it was going through some stuff there. Some stuff I cut out. I didn't share. I don't want to overshare. All right, on this podcast. I also felt it important to be transparent with my uh, view, and in, in, in my views changed, even since having coffee with Dan. So Rick and Dan, who have been on the show, AC3, my former church. Hey, before we get into that, i got to mention something. Kanye West has a new album out, <laughs> all right? Jesus is King is the title of the album. It's a gospel album in blue vinyl. By the way, ASI uh, podcast bumps. If you Spotify, I wanted to put some uh, some more music up on the Spotify playlist that goes with you know. I mean, it's it's most all of the music that I've played over the years. That are there's over 400 songs on the Spotify playlist. The reason it exists is because I play bumper promos. They're called in talk radio on this show, and I encourage you 
to uh, follow my playlist on Spotify and to follow the bands and the artists that you like so that when you do that, you get notifications when they come to your town and on tour, uh, vinyl, merch, stuff like that. So it's good for the artists. It keeps my nose clean with the recording industry, hopefully. Yeah, so yeah. to repeat that, it's uh, ASI Podcast Bumps is what it's called. Because I know some of you out there are scrolling through your social media feed wondering why all your Christian friends are gushing all of a sudden about Kanye West. Here's here's Kanye West, man. Here's a little bumper, little taste for you. On the Stretch my hands to you. Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like typewrite. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the grammar and I don't even like lights. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ-like. I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike. Looking for a bright light. Seagull, what your life like? Riding on a white bike, feeling like a sight bike. Pressing on the gas, supernova for a nightlight. Screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like. Oh yeah, Kanye West had me get back on the studio mic. Right? Out of respect. Um... That tune is called Follow God on the album Jesus is King in all caps. I got a confession to make. The album dropped on Spotify and uh, it's really, really good. I like it. This is That's Kanye West. I like the album. I listened to the whole album. Do I agree with everything Kanye West says? No. No, I don't. But it's interesting how getting towards the end of this podcast, and here we are almost to the 14-year anniversary of this podcast, the ASI podcast, the first song, the first bumper I played was Kanye West. And it was another song with Jesus in the title, Jesus Walks. Kanye West, also an admitted, confessed sex addict. Um, he's talked about some of that. Now he's raising a family. It's interesting, hopefully watching him grow. And yeah, man, Kanye West, not, you know, I love the guy. He's he's a bit of a, he's not the most emotionally stable person in the world, but that a lot of artists are. The guy is a musical genius, in, in my opinion, anyway. A lot of folks, I think, would agree with me. And yeah, theologically, it's funny how there's some lyrics in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, you know. But that leads us to uh, the conversation with uh, my ghost friend. Also, being honest enough with myself, you know, doing the step four moral inventory Right type thing, evaluating myself, and it's it's funny how I'll have a lot more grace for artists than I will teachers or intellectuals, right? But first, I wanted to touch on uh, AC3 and meeting, having uh, lunch with Dan and catching up with those guys, and those guys have been part of my spiritual development over the years. I mean, this podcast probably wouldn't exist also if it wasn't for those guys meeting me at that point in my life with love and grace and 
and curiosity and friendship and uh, just presence, just being there with me and my family through a really difficult time. And when my mom passed, I mean, I, I love those guys. I'm not trying to let something like theology get in the way of my relationship with those guys, even... And despite this last few years and the Punk Theology Project and some of the strain um, that that may have had on uh, my relationship with those guys. Um, but we're going to talk about that in the next episode a little bit. I have uh, Paul Young on again. He's his first time being back on the show since the movie uh, The Shack was released. Octavia Spencer playing... God or Papa, not Oprah. <laughs> Sorry, I was guessing in the last, the first, uh, the first time I talked to Paul or had him on the show, the, uh, you know, the stir, the buzz of a movie was coming out about that time, and yeah, Octavia Spencer, way better actress, won an Academy Award for The Help. Uh, Sam Worthington's in it, twenty million dollar budget. This was a big budget Hollywood film. Uh, anyway, so excited for that. We talk a little bit about some of this, uh, but today, uh, I got to play another bump by that that Kanye album before we get into my, uh, my oh, Leo would love this too, I think. I don't know. Was he into rap? He was a jazz guy. Nah, if I know Leo, he loved this song. My buddy Leo. Use this gospel for protection It's a hard road to heaven We call on your blessings And the Father, we put our faith King of the kingdom Our demons are trembling Holy angels defending And the Father, we put our faith That's use this gospel Kanye West and Clips and Kenny G. That bumper there. Uh, so yeah, this, this show some explaining, right? Um, my friend Leo, are are you saying that you talk to dead people now, Russ? You have psychic abilities. Is that what it is? Is this the paranormal? Are you a medium? You know, you you talk to dead people. Is that is that what we're being led to believe here? Uh, he was also a bit of a bad guy, right? I think that's why I identified with him so much as a, a Christian fella. Like, it gave me hope that guys like Leo, you know, were, uh, were involved in this, this whole thing. It made me feel safe. Safer, anyways. That they didn't just take the uh, the holy people or whatever. The people that didn't have a criminal record like Leo and I. So, yeah, he, he did pass in, in 2016. And, and I know some of you are thinking, what, you you talk to dead people now, Russ? Are you a medium? Is that what it is? Some of you, some of you may be asking, no. You know, as a mystic, a Christian mystic, that's kind of my... I guess that's how I identify spiritually. The The discipline is to not be all certain about it, right? Like, 
was this really Leo that came to me in a dream? First of all, I don't know. But as a betting man, if I was to put odds on it, I'm willing to bet that, that you know, just based on what I've been going through and knowing that Leo was kind of a confidant and a, a brother from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak, uh, a guy from the recovery world was very familiar with that world. Not only that, but during my EMDR sessions, EMDR consists of creating a, a safe locker-like space um, and having a, a guard, right? Having uh, someone like a guardian angel type that can come in during these uh, sessions. And, and Leo was that for me. I made Leo my... He, he guarded my locker and he um, he came came in when I felt like I needed help. Like his presence was there with me. So so yeah, you know, odds are this is this is me. You know, this is Leo living on in my mind and in my heart and my feelings. All right, I, I don't. You know, is it is it Leo's ghost? Sure. Okay, that's. A good metaphor, you know, a ghost is a presence of something that's not really actually there physically. You know, that's the word ghost. So Leo, yeah. So let me explain, all right? I'm kind of yammering here. I'm uh, rambling a bit. This is a bit emotional for me. I have this dream um, that uh, Leo invites me to coffee, and and I'm... It's like I'm waking up as I'm walking into this coffee shop, and it's like the layout of the coffee shop is is the narrative in Everett here. Here in Everett, Washington, there's a coffee shop called The Narrative. Cool name, right? Like it's very poignant to story (laughs) in the narrative. Um, Kind of one of these cool sort of hipster-like coffee shops, Um, but, but not too hipster, right? Like it's... It's just a cool coffee shop. I, I like it. And Leo is never... Like, it It was built and it opened after Leo passed away. So, you know, automatically, like, there he is. He looks clean, right? He's not disheveled or looking scruffy. He's sitting there. He looks clean. He's in sort of a, a light-colored shirt. It wasn't white, but but a light-colored shirt. And, and I sit down with him and... And I'm like, Leo, how you doing, man? And he's like, oh, you know how I'm doing. He goes, I'm in heaven, man. It's, and then he said something like, you know, it's fucking great, right? Because that's how Leo, you know, Leo talked like that, like like myself sometimes. And he smiled and he says, you know, I'm doing doing awesome. Uh, but but that's not why we're here. And I had to write this down. I actually took notes after I woke up because one of those things that. You ever have a dream and you feel like you're going to forget? Like something happened in that dream that was that was poignant and that was like, ah, right? And, and you, you feel like, I, I should write this down. If you don't, it tends to go away. Like you forget. Uh, and it was like Leo was, of all of the things that he would confront me about, it was about my, my work, right? Like this kind of weird... You know, this podcast 
is considered my, I don't know, my intellectual work. It's me working stuff out, putting it out in the world, and hopefully help some folks out there. I, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, right? But my just in the last show, I talked about that in the last show, and having this attitude of, uh, like, all these, most of the churches in this country are just horrible, right? Like they're just doing a really bad job and they're probably not safe and, and being fearful for my audience who are, you know, may go to one of these churches and, and share your story, um, get involved in a, a men's ministry or ladies, you get involved in, in something and it comes out that you struggle with this or the way that the church is set up to handle it is is a bit shamey, you know, and and so you know, and so I fear that I fear sending people to church nowadays. Unfortunately, I've got emails. I have a friend who is going to have on the other the PT podcast who who went, you know, he was involved in a men's ministry group that was around you know, sexual integrity and they even use those words and, and somebody found out and his wife was kind of ostracized from some social stuff when the other ladies in the church found out and they used him struggling with that, his porn addiction to kind of pressure or control her or make her feel shame. And I'm like, Oh my God, like th- that's horrible. And that's not the only story I've heard. So, so I'm having this, this, you know, uh, struggle in trusting what, what people are doing with my words. You know, things worked out for me pretty well, I guess, right? With, with AC3 and with Mars Hill Church, even, even though that thing fell apart and the pastor was a bully and, you know, shady finances and all the stuff and never really reconciled with anyone, just started another church in Arizona. You know, Mark Driscoll, that's, uh, you know, that was heartbreaking. Um, all the people that were hurt through that. Uh, so, so yeah, so with all of this on my heart and in my head, here I am walking in and meet, meeting Leo. And he said... Uh, he said, he said, you know, we don't have much time. He says, I just wanted to say, and I wrote this down. I didn't write it down perfectly. Just his energy and the way he said it. Um, he said, you tend to get frustrated with the process of people who are being pruned. And he used this pruning analogy. And this is an, uh, it's a metaphor in the Bible. It's used a couple of times by Jesus. That, that pruning like when you're pruning a fruit tree the limbs are coming off you know parts of the tree are being thrown into the fire um it's painful he says some of the stuff that you and I did was encountering these folks as as the pruning process uh, he, that's what he said he said um, people have been attracted to guys like you and I because on our path, we intersect with people who are going through a kind of soul pruning. Um, he said, friend, what if you're rejecting them too easily? And I'm like, Leo, I don't reject them. 
right? Like I don't, I don't reject the people who are, are needing help and 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 really hungry and thirsty for for seeing change and growth in their life. I I, I value those people. Like I really do, and I want them to see healing and growth and and peace in their lives. I I really do. And and he said, um, he said, he said, by attacking the system that they're a part of, they'll defend that, right? Uh, how did he put it? I, I wrote these notes. Um, the system in which they inhabit is not going to change by you bringing the light, as you put it. I've talked about that. Like I'm, I'm bringing in the spotlight, you know, even with AC3 and the, and, and that whole thing with, with, uh, Willow Creek and Bill Hybels. And I just want to bring a spotlight so people know, you know, so everyone's clear on what's actually going on, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Leo says the system in which they inhabit is not going to change by you bringing the light as you put it. He says, Russ, I'm not asking you to fake it. He goes, you know me. I'm firm with my convictions. And I do call people out. But it's love and care and grace for those people. He said, keep that behind your eyes. The care for the people you're called to intersect and interact with. And, and, and that's a... He said, Russ, it's going to change slowly as it has for thousands of years. He said this stuff with Bill Hybels, you know, James McDonald. He says at that level of consciousness, the, the change comes in the heart. And then they start to see the systems for what they are the institutions for what they are. Shining light on that, that's not as important. Again, people will defend it because it's what people do. They feel a part of their family and their family being threatened. And, you know, he's, he's explaining this to me. He's, he's warmly explaining it to me. He even uses the words at, at the level of consciousness, right? At the level of consciousness they're at, they're going to defend it. They're going to defend the institution. They're going to defend the system they're a part of. And they'll reject your message of hope and healing in the process of their defending it. Um, he just said, love you, buddy. And that's all I remember, you know. Just sitting there having coffee it's one of those weird dreams where it's it was very vivid and then waking up and smelling coffee I can't remember if my wife had coffee going or, or what but you know it was just it was just a very vivid dream and it it was a dream that it kind of reiterated some of the stuff my friends said to me as well you know confronting me about my activism I would call it basically what they said was you know no one cares Russ like come on you're not changing anyone's mind and and you kind of come off as a jerk so and 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 my friend Steve was like 
you're not as warm towards the, those guys, you know, towards the people that uh, could use a, a portion of, uh, of somebody what you got. I can't remember Steve's exact words either, but it was very similar to this conversation I had with my my friend Leo, who, who has passed away. Um, I did a little YouTube thing. It's on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel, by the way, Shaw Family Videos. If you guys want to check that out, I mostly work on cars. and Yeah, on that channel, I, I made a video for his memorial. And the, the, the clips, the audio clips were from when he was on this podcast back in, uh, geez, 2014, 2015. No, it was before that. It was, it was before that. It was long before that because Mars Hill collapsed in 2014. So, we were still really liking it. <laughs> Leo and I, at the time we recorded that, some of these shows, I'm really digging Mars Hill Church, you know, and Mark Driscoll, he was the man, the shock jock pastor, the cussing pastor in the uh, Donald Miller's book, Blue Like Jazz, right? Um, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, it, it, it takes caring for people, you know, this thing about intimacy, the spirit, this, you know, slack-jawed rock and roll, you know, punk rock attitude I've had towards church. Um, there's something sacred going on in, in communities, even recovery groups where people are working together to, to create a safe space for healing and growth and life change. And I don't want to be the guy, um, you know, shitting on that, so to speak, for lack of better words. Um, I appreciate and I honor folks and I want to honor folks. And, and I'm not sure really how to do this, you know, when it comes to talking about sexually compulsive behavior, sex addiction, um, intimacy disorder. These are very touchy issues, especially when you mix religion into it. And yeah, religion is a big part of the problem and, and shedding our certainty addictions can be a big part of our growth and healing as well. So, so some of you may be asking what does this have to do with sexual integrity or the point of why this show exists? Um, because I'm a, a big part of this show is again, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be, you know, some expert. This is my story. If there's any expertise flowing out of this podcast, it's because I've been through it and I've, I've been a confidant to many other people who have as well. And we're getting down into the roots of intimacy disorder, all right? And why season six exists. So my conversation with my friend Leo and him showing me, uh, uncovering some of my own inability to connect eye to eye, right? that eye-to-eye, face-to-face 
quality of relationship. In this show, I've talked about the layers, right? For example, behavior modification, right? Like, again, the the analogy of when I lived in Alaska, right? Peeing your pants to keep your backside warm. Behavior mod is kind of like that. It can work really well for a short period of time. And then you get to some of these comments on NoFap where people are like feeling like killing themselves. I mean, I just read one the other day where this, this kid is like, ah, you know, I, I want to die. I relapsed again. Man, there can be so much value in a relapse that you don't see. That's what I was, that's my, that was my comment to him. Like this, you can learn from why you relapsed, why you went back to that, that, right? The analogy of the toilet water, so to speak. When you feel like you're starving to death or you're going to die of thirst, toilet water is still wet. That's the analogy with a porn addiction or, or something that could be used in the language of NoFap, for example. Sex addiction, sexually compulsive behavior, getting under that is the, you know, the psychological understanding of intimacy disorder and how we do relationship. When it comes to theology and philosophy, there's a lot that has to do with how humans connect with one another, especially when we we see the other as alien or foreign or different from us in our tribe. Uh, these things all go into intimacy. The golden rule, which is like basic, you know, preschool morality, you know, How do we love the other with that kind of, you know, I want to treat you as I would like to be treated at a soul, at a heart level, at a valuing me as a person level, right? That's what this is about. And hopefully that makes sense because my friend Leo confronting me about this in this dream it did help me see some, right? This dream um, helped uncover for me another blind spot in the way that I see my fellow humans, especially my fellow Christians, and uncovering some of the wounds that, that I received as a, a young man growing up in a Christian household. Um, Leo showing up in my EMDR sessions, I think, had a lot to do with this dream as well. And and some of the EMDR centered around emotionally how I was processing, you know, this this God that I grew up with, with, who had this killer surveillance system, right? Knew when I was touching myself and stuff like that, for example. And, And my really wanting to (laughs) get folks to understand how destructive that can be for our families and for our kids. And, and, uh, yeah, again, so that's, that's a big part of why I'm doing this podcast and getting, getting to the end of ASI 
as a uh, as a work right as a body of work so to speak and season six here especially i love you guys wanted to leave you with that and on the next episode uh paul young is back on the podcast so subscribe if you haven't yet asi247.org is the website for this here podcast better help is the sponsor uh it's just a way where you can get connected with a therapist or counselor in your area neighborhood city um without having to thumb through the phone book all right betterhelp.org.com uh, or asi247.org you can click on that link there and like uh, yeah there's like right anyway getting that out of the way thanks again for listening till next time this is the sidewalk prophets to live takes dying right Reminds me again of that Shawshank Redemption line. Get busy living or get busy dying. We have to get busy dying first to live sometimes. What does that mean? That's where theology comes in. Again, that's where faith comes in. Until next time, bye. If I rise, let me rise on you. Not on all of my successes My esteem or my pursuits If I lose Let me lose my life Cause if I belong to Jesus The flesh is crucified For me to live is Christ For me to live is Christ For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. The podcast, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity, is owned by Digital Audio Project LLC, who is responsible for its contents. SI, the podcast and its content is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional physiological, medical, legal, or other advice. In addition Russ makes no representations or warranties within or through the podcast or website. If you have specific concerns or a situation in which you require professional physiological or medical advice, you should consult with an appropriately trained and qualified specialist. Like the jams we play here on the podcast? Go to asi.org and follow the Kickin' playlist, or search ASI Podcast Bumps on Spotify. Follow the bands if you like the music and get notifications for concert dates, merch, vinyl, and stuff. Okay, bye now.